you know, there are some people that come um, off the mat and say, oh my gosh, my body feels so good. I feel, you know, invigorated, energized. And then there are people that um, might say, I didn't know I was going to cry <laughs> mm-hmm. because there was something that was, you know, they touched in their body because our bodies, right? They hold our stories. They hold the trauma. The reason why our bodies are sometimes in pain, that's because our body's trying to talk to us. Are we willing to listen? Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Today, before we dive into our episode, we have a few important updates to share. First of all, we want to let you know about our new book club that we're starting. We're so excited about it. It's going to be a quarterly book club. And the first book that we're reading is The Last Law of Attraction book you will ever need to read by Andrew Capp. And he was on episode 45 of our podcast. And we were so inspired by him. And we were just really excited to dive into The Law of Attraction have all our listeners learn more about it and experience it. And then we're having a discussion on November 12th at 1130. And it's a free event. All the information is in the show notes and you can sign up. And we would love to have you join us in our inaugural book club. Um, The next order of business is that we have developed a new program after listening to a lot of feedback from our listeners and customers, clients. Um, It's a new 30-day program called Thrive During the Holiday Season. And it's really about getting through the holidays with a group of like-minded people. We will be doing all kinds of things during this time. There'll be weekly emails with recipes, some guided meditations. There'll be a lot of support. Um, help with meal planning and prep, accountability. There'll be some live video sessions, a couple recorded yoga classes, and just a lot of accountability, like I said before, with like-minded women. So this program starts November 16th and runs all the way through December 13th. And again, the information's in the show notes on how you can sign up or you can go to our website, theartoflivingwell.us. And we really look forward to joining, having you join us. And my last call out to you is for um, some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. We've been getting some really fun reviews lately. We are going to start reading them. Um, And even if you want to share an episode that resonated with you with a friend, 
or share on social media. We really, really appreciate it. And with that, let's dive into today's guest, Michelle Olson. We are so thrilled to have Michelle here today. Michelle is the creator of the Layers Body, Mind, Spirit Method of Movement. She is truly an authentic, vibrant soul. She's a seeker of spiritual healing connections and an accomplished yogi instructor who has been building a loyal following since 2008. Michelle's career in movement began in modern dance in New York City. She's also a Reiki practitioner, and she is experienced in various traditions of yoga, including kundalini, vinyasa, hatha, breathwork, therapeutic dance, mindfulness meditation, gemstone therapy, earth medicine, and she's really a perpetual student of all of the integrative healing arts. So in today's conversation, I really love how we dive into the practice of yoga and we discuss how the yoga practice is really an opportunity to get curious, to allow oneself to go deeper into listening to your own body, voice, and finding the path towards self-love. So without further ado, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I met Michelle back in 2008 when she started teaching at Core Power Yoga in Minnetonka, and she immediately became one of my very favorite teachers, and I did a yogi training with her, and um, I started going to tons of her classes pretty much from the beginning of her teaching career there, and I've kind of followed you throughout your path to all the different studios that you've been to, and you, I don't know if you even remember this, but you modeled for me at a previous business that I had. Um, So that was kind of fun too. And anyway, Michelle, it's been so much fun watching you um, grow over the years and just kind of follow your yoga journey along with my yoga journey. And we would love to hear more about your journey, how you came to yoga to begin with. Um, I believe you started out as a dancer, Mm -hmm. maybe even in New York City. So can you tell us a little bit about your path? Yeah. So, um, yeah, actually, you know, I was a dancer in New York for five years, danced professionally, and um, that's really what I wanted to do. (laughs) You know, I set my goals on just being this professional dancer, not wanting a family, not like being tied down, just having that freedom. Well, the universe had other plans for me. (laughs) So got pregnant and um, decided that, you know, I need to reset. So I spent like eight years um, being a stay-at-home mom and really diving into what that was, like being with my kids, um, being present and putting myself aside. And so at the end of that eight years, I started going a little crazy because I lost myself. And so what happened, and yoga like wasn't something I was really practicing. I was going to the gym and I would sometimes like do a yoga class, but I really didn't understand what it was. (laughs) All I knew it was like movement and movement for me in my body. Like I just love to move. So there was something there that started to spark. Well, I decided to do um, a teacher training with core power. And this is like in the old school days, like when you're downtown Minneapolis 
And going into that training was not the idea of teaching yoga at all. It was really to come back to myself because I'd lost myself in that whole motherhood and, mm-hmm. you know, not being selfish, but <laughs> you learn a lot, right? You learn a lot. So, you know, at the end of that training, which was actually a very intense and, um, you know, a fast training at the end of it, I was like, there's this voice that I didn't, you know, I hadn't heard for a long time. So I felt like I had a voice again, but still didn't want to teach. I was not about wanting to teach at all. And then, you know, the teachers were like, okay, let's just like move. Let's try to like, you know, like go to the next step. Just see, just see. <laughs> and I was like, I just don't want to teach. I just want to like, you know, I just wanted to see what that would be. Well, I started teaching and then I think that's kind of carved my path, you know, like, I didn't realize like this is my calling and the more that I um, the more that I taught the more I fell in love with it the more that the practice became my dance that I actually wanted to always do and that's you know that's why I'm here now because I feel like my practice after what 12 years has turned into this like um, it's not a like a yoga practice to me I step on the mat And what happens is like, I see like movement, it's like choreography. So it's really a dance and it really, truly is. So I feel like, yeah, I have my voice back. (laughs) So that's kind of the gist of it. (laughs) Which I'm sure feels amazing. I think so many people can relate to that. And when you go through motherhood, you do lose, oftentimes you lose that sense of self because you're giving so much of yourself to your children and- you can get lost in that. And I think that so many people can relate to that. And it is hard to find your voice. It's Mm -hmm. hard, regardless of whether or not you're a mother to find your (laughs) voice. Absolutely. Yeah. I I loved hearing your story. I never, I mean, I've known you for a few years and taken plenty of your classes, but I hadn't heard that. So thank you for sharing. And I love how you described your practice, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and how it's the dance and your dance background has been woven into how you lead, you know, your classes on your mm-hmm. mat. That's yeah. Very beautiful. Um, no, I, I, I believe that like, I, that's what I want people to get when they um, leave my class is like, is really feeling that freedom in their body, you know? And I think sometimes the yoga practice in a traditional sense can get really stuck, right? Like, here's what it is, you know, this is the alignment. And I want to move away from that. I want you to be like in your like beautiful body for whatever it's showing up to be today, you know. And you really get that in your classes, which is one of the reasons why I love coming to your classes where you're just kind of flowing. And I know you bring in some kundalini and all Mm -hmm. different, you know, it's it's not just like you said, a straight class. Right. So, so. You know, further on to that point, Marnie, I know you've created this new type of practice called layers. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like it's a combination of everything you learned with your dance background combined with all of your yoga knowledge and experience. Can you explain a little bit about this yeah. new concept that you've created? Yeah. Well, here's what's funny about layers. It probably started when I was at Core Power. Do you guys remember like the yoga skull classes, yes. right? Where we yes. do yoga and, <laughs> and the weights, which is a great formula and, and class. But um, as I was teaching it more and more, I found that um, I was actually resisting the practice. 
So then when I started to teach at Lifetime, I was like, had the opportunity to create a class that um, was, you know, something that came from me. So I wanted to do that same sort of formula, but without weights and just using your body weight. And so I had the opportunity to create this class called Purify, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be because yes, what's beautiful is that we get to move our bodies, but there's something more, right? When we do this work, it's about tapping into like emotions, feelings. It's about like feeling the breath in a different way, you know, not just like, you know, but like, you know, in some practices you use your voice to clear the stagnant energy, like the ha, and that may be like clearing out, but it also might be honoring like the fire that's within us right so then when um you know i left lifetime and i um and i was with the whispering cave and and created like really what i wanted it to be what i wanted it to embody which was more of that spiritual experience maybe um not don't think about the physical but let the physical let you enter the body in a new way so the physical part was the entry and then there was a pathway into, I know that sounds like so like out here. No. At least sometimes we just have to like, and then you get to that point, you're just like, ah, right? And yeah. then that's where I love it because it's in that transition. It's like you get to decide. You always have a choice to keep the same pattern by stepping away from it or diving deeper into whatever might be there in the intensity of whatever we're doing. And I love that. And then what is it in the body? Is it in the physical body? Is it in the emotional body? Is there something that's connecting you to self in such a deeper way? So, <laughs> so everything you're saying like totally resonates with me, but let's say we have a listener that what you're saying is scaring them. Yeah. Right? Sure. Like, or, or it sounds foreign to or them. Or it's like, oh, what is she talking about? <laughs> how do you, how do you start that process? Like what would be some baby steps to even start to dive in deeper to that? To whatever layers is, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a physical practice. You step on your mat and you do things that are very familiar. There's a lot of fundamental exercises that we do. Um, and yes, I will be honest, it is scary because <laughs> there are things that might be completely new to you. Like let's, for instance, say breath work. Breath work is like something, I feel like it's been around forever and ever, right? But for some cultures and communities, it's quite new and um, foreign. I think for layers, it's, it's more about, um, you know, it is about postures. It is about breath work. It's about being mindful and moving with intention and attention. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, and I also feel like what layers is, is um, it's really about the transitions. So transitions on our mat and how they're parallel to the transitions that we are experiencing off our mat. How do we react or don't react? <laughs> What are the choices we're going to make when we're in that space of resistance? I don't know if I answered your question or not, Marnie. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. I mean, basically, for someone who wants to try this, the, the idea is that you step on your mat and you start to physically move your body and hopefully it kind of comes from there, right? 
Right. I mean, everybody's experience is different. You know, there are some people that come um, off the mat and say, oh my gosh, my body feels so good. I feel, you know, invigorated, energized. And then there are people that um, might say, I didn't know I was going to cry <laughs> mm-hmm. because there was something that was, you know, they touched in their body because our bodies, right. They hold our stories. They hold the trauma. The reason why our bodies are sometimes in pain, that's because our body's trying to talk to us. Are we willing to listen? You know? And how does, I mean, that's happened to me before. How can you explain to someone who maybe this hasn't happened to, how does the practice of yoga and the movement somehow release some of that pent up energy and the things that we're trying to, you know, work through emotionally. I just think, you know, like I want to invite people or encourage people that, you know, when you're in those moments, I think that what happens is there's a release of energy that's been stuck there. So then you create this pathway. And what I believe is the pathway into our heart. And I think we need more love than ever, right? For ourselves, First of all, like the self-love thing, I know it's talked about a lot, but it's really important, right? To love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then love, like as a collective, we need love and love is patient. So, <laughs> right. It's, it's just like, yeah, I really feel that it opens up our heart. And you know what, this is another thing. I feel like the practice allows us to come into our awakened body, which is our heart space, instead of staying in the habitual body, which is the mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and yeah. you do you bring um, some like song and chanting and om into that practice as well, right? Yes. Sometimes we will like um, we'll bring in like some chanting or um, we'll do like um, I don't do so much OM in that class, but there is sound that we'll do like the the ha. I love the ha because Mm -hmm. it's fire and um, fire is all about transformation. You know, so there's sound. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I before I did my own yoga teacher training, I hadn't experienced a lot of using sound in a yoga class Mm -hmm. because I don't many core power classes. They weren't doing that. And that's kind of where I started, but the sound really helps. I I don't know how it helps, but I always love classes that incorporate the sound into the class. Yeah, I do too. I I think that um, accessing like another part of our body, like the voice, which Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that vibration, I mean, that's, it's about the vibration and again, the energy, right. That's shifting. Yeah. So would you say this is a good practice for any student of any level or like someone brand new walking into yoga or. I would say yes, because (laughs) this is why, because I never tell people that they have to um, take it where I'm might be taking it there's there's levels like I start at a level then I add a level and then maybe add another level and you get to decide for yourself where you want to be like and if you want to sit there perfect <laughs> because just even the energy around you like can be healing right mm-hmm. from other people yeah so 
when you said that you found your voice mm-hmm. in yoga, what do you like? How did you find your voice? Well, I just felt alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I know that, you know, to some that might sound horrifying, but, you know, for me being at home, you know, and that wasn't my plan. <laughs> so it was a very different experience for me. And I went through really, really dark, you know, times and really found it hard to, you know, I, I think I held a lot of anger and frustration and I mean, towards myself, maybe, I don't know. And um, I was sad. It was really sad. So when I, I had, you know, when I started to feel more open and alive, I was like, oh, I can breathe again. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and in, in all of it, really, I mean, it's, yeah, I've done a lot of healing. <laughs> I've taken a lot of time. <laughs> I, I really, at least a lot of layers and I put a lot of layers back on, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. And I love being a mom. Don't get me wrong. But those, you know, when you don't even know, like, you know, in those first few years for me, it was really, really challenging. So to have something that I could call my own and no one else could touch at the time, like mm-hmm. being on my mat, being on your mat is such a sacred space. Mm-hmm. So, Every time I would just be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't want to leave this, you know, because you just would find so much about yourself again, or I would, I would, and feel like I would, I was feeling again, I was feeling things, I was able to like, then express like some of the things that I've been sort of pushing down all those years. Which is so powerful. And honestly, I'm sure it's helped you become a better mom, Mm -hmm. you know, because you found your own voice. And yes, you're a mom, but you're also, you're a person. You're Michelle, yes. right? Yeah. Well, I'm human. I'm human. Yeah. And so like, those exactly. are very human experiences, right? It's mm-hmm. hard. I mean, being a human is really, really hard. Yeah. Especially when you start to wake up and become more aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> so when you, what do you mean when you say, you know, a yoga practice is an opportunity to get curious? And maybe this like kind of stems along the conversation we just had about like finding your voice too. Well, I think what yoga does and for a lot of people, I mean, I think at least in this culture, we step on our mat because of the physical, you know, we, we, we want to move our bodies. What I do think what happens after you're with the practice um, long enough, you start to discover like different things. You start to feel differently. Um, you, you do get curious about other maybe modalities or other styles. Um, and then, you know, then the, the momentum begins, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. I don't know about you, Marnie, but when she did teacher training, didn't she were, you were like, oh my gosh, the doors are open now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I just want to go to school continuously right. and so many things. <laughs> There's just not enough time for all the school I'd like to do. So, right. <laughs> yes, I would say the curiosity is, you know, yeah, huge. <laughs> right. Well, and I think you, you start to have a, a different conversation with your body. And again, that comes back to like listening to our body and its language and stories. I think there's something really powerful about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about um, 
Reiki. Like I know you're involved in that. How, how did your path lead you into Reiki? And are you, I guess, do you call it practicing Reiki? I'm not sure. Do you yeah. do I mean, it on other people? <laughs> I don't know how you say it even. And maybe no, tell mean, our listeners what Reiki is. Well, it's really energy work, right? And I'm like, I do put hands on body and I am a vessel for the person's like light and healing energy is really what it is. And we all can do Reiki. Now I'm only like level two. I'm working with a teacher and, um, but I, uh, at this level, you can still do the practice. I'm not doing a lot because obviously COVID mm-hmm. <laughs> is getting in the way of some of that touching stuff. But um, yeah, I do. You know, the reason why I got into that was more for myself doing that work on my, my own and then um, on my kids and like my family, my, my animals, <laughs> like those kind of things. You can do Reiki on animals. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But what does that, that look like? <laughs> what yeah, does that look like? <laughs> it's really interesting because, I mean, at least with um, my, well, not, he's not here anymore, but my dog, you could, you could actually see him just start to really relax because it's really relaxing. Some people's experience might, you might feel like heat or vibration or see a lot of colors, but ultimately most people are very relaxed at the end of a session. So can you explain some of the benefits, like when you're working with people or even, I'd love to know when you're working with your kids, (laughs) (laughs) if they allow me to, right? No, no. sometimes uh, they're, they're really willing to be open to it, but, um, I think with kids, it is challenging because they're like, hmm, what is this? Because it's, you, you can't, it's not tangible, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's energy. But um, you just, again, this is where you have to trust yourself and just allow yourself to be open. So for my kids, I'm just, you know, I just invite them, just be open, <laughs> relax, let your mom just be here for you. And even if it's just that and they get where I'm just holding them, that's great. <laughs> are they, so are, is a person lying on a table? Are yeah, they're they, like, lying, what is it? yeah, they're okay. lying on a table. And, you know, I would think every practitioner probably does it a little bit differently. Some people just hover their hands. Um, I really like touch. So, um, and I think the human body likes to be, you know, touched as we know. Mm-hmm. I haven't practiced it in a really long time because of just where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just still doing it on myself when I need a little bit of clearing and um, opening for that, like healing light. Yeah. Well, I hope you're able to do practice Reiki yeah. on your clients very soon. I know. Because uh, I do think it's much needed. We all need the power of touch. And even like we were quarantined for the last 14 days within my family. Oh, right. And we couldn't hug each, you know, like you just want to hug your kids and hug your husband and you really you know, you didn't want to do that. That was really sad. That was really hard for me. I bet. So. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. So where can people find you now during COVID and maybe even post COVID? It's the same. I'm not sure. <laughs> We're here for a while, I think. To yeah, I know. Right. And Thinking positive. Um, right. Yes. <laughs> But here's the thing. I think that there's many gifts, even though it might feel like we're being bombarded by a lot of negative and fear and all this collective energy. But um, I think there's 
so much good happening from it. I think we are all waking up to reimagining what our lives could be. So, mm-hmm. um, right. Um, and I'm going to continue to do this virtual work, which is um, Layers Yoga. And um, it's literally a platform called Namastream. And you can sign up, take a class for $10. You can also do a weekly, like, um, a weekly pass, or you could do like a monthly membership. The monthly membership is, um, it's kind of nice because you get those live classes, but then you also get the archive classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm working on it right now, doing more um, archive classes. So having a bigger library, mm-hmm. like where there's 20 or 30 minute practices. Cause I think that's kind of a nice way for people to go in and out if they don't have an hour. I have to tell you, during, during, especially in the beginning of COVID, you had a class on, I think it was on YouTube. Oh, like right. Yes. Class. I think I took it like 10 times <laughs> <laughs> because I think it was like a 28 minute class. Yes. I don't know how long it was. It was like a perfect length of time yes. where it wasn't the full hour, but I could still give in yoga. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that I actually love a 30 minute practice. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I had never done one until during all this, you had some on Whispering Cave and I right. did the 30 minute one there a few times too. And I was like, this is actually really nice. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's good stuff to that. Okay. So you were saying, so basically people can go on Namastream. We'll link that up in the show notes, show notes yeah. and, and sign up for your so they're live stream classes. So you're yeah. teaching them live. Yep. So I'm assuming there's no interaction with the people that are taking the classes though, right? No, not during okay. class. No, no. Um, I mean, in the beginning of class, we have, you know, everybody's talking. <laughs> right. And that's actually nice because we all, we're like, we want community still. I do mm-hmm. feel like building this community and we can build it through the virtual world. I mean, this is what we got. <laughs> and you're doing outdoor classes. Outdoor well. classes. And the outdoor classes are more of my layer signature class, that okay. class that we were talking about. But like layers yoga is still like that umbrella for all like the hatha, vinyasa, meditation, breath work. Yeah. So oh, good. Namaste, so you have separate- you're doing everything. What's that? I'm sorry. So on, on your Nama stream, is, you're doing everything. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. understand that. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go Nama stream or you can go to um, layersyoga.com as well and okay. uh, um, go through the website and then it links you into the app and all that too. So, so you mentioned meditation. So you do some guided meditation as part of your membership too? The, yes. So that is coming. Okay. <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm working on that. So okay. hopefully by the end of the month, cause this is really only, I only started this like two weeks ago. And um, so we're just trying to like put it all together now. So I feel like it's a journey and let's like evolve together. Yeah. <laughs> see what well, happens. Um, so wonderful. by the time this episode airs, your meditation will be long up and running. So oh, people can subscribe. Yeah. This probably won't air till fall. So Perfect. we'll be heading, you know, into winter and people are gonna really need this. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Wow. This is where we're at. <laughs> this is our this is our new normal for, for a while, right? <laughs> and that's the thing I think too with the the virtual. Um it still gives you like a landing spot, you know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. we all need ritual in our lives and, you know, ritual is so important because it is the pathway 
you know, from the mind into the heart, I believe. So it's really important, even if it is for 20 minutes, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, Michelle, as we wrap up this conversation, our final question that we'd like to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? Yeah. Um, I think the art of living well means like living authentically present in every moment. I really believe that, um, that, I mean, for me being authentic and, and being fully present is important. Um, I think I'm a better person with, in relationships with other people, myself. Um, yeah. So I think authentically present <laughs> is what I'm going to say. That's yeah. beautiful. And that's and so, it's simple. True. <laughs> so true. It's simple and true. Exactly. Yeah. Keeping it simple. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show today. We loved having you and we wish you all the best with Layers Yoga. I'm sure that both of us will be popping in at some various times. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And we yeah. actually, and I know this episode is going to air after the event, but we're excited for tomorrow. Marnie and I yeah. are doing our first live um, event. And so Michelle will be teaching an outdoor class in Minneapolis. Yes. And we hope to be able to do more of those. So. Yeah. And thank you guys so much. I love what you're doing. I think it's beautiful. And um, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your collective community. So absolutely. Thank you. We love having you. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye, Michelle. Bye. We are so excited that we created these fabulous new products for our listeners to support our podcast. Yeah, we have two new recipe books. And one is curated for families. So there's lots of family-friendly recipes that both kids and adults will love. I've made these recipes for my family and everyone enjoys them. And then we have a second recipe book for those that want plant-based foods. And maybe you're already eating vegan or maybe you're just trying to incorporate more vegetables and plants into your diet. They both have shopping lists and they're made with ingredients that you can find at almost any grocery store. You don't need to go to like a specialty store to find these ingredients. And we also created a Minneapolis Healthy Restaurant Guide and we're really excited about it. We want to support our local restaurants and um, it's really meant for you to find little gems in town that maybe you didn't know about. It gives you a chance to eat healthy out in a restaurant. Um, the food is delicious at these places. They're sourcing local sustainable foods and we're just really excited to support our local healthy restaurant community. And then the last product that we created is our favorite Art of Living Well podcast water bottle. It's 24 ounces. You may have heard us talk about this on stories. Um, because it serves both hot and cold beverages. There's a straw, you can use it or use it without the straw. And it's perfect for on the go at home, wherever, and it'll help keep you hydrated. So we'd love for you to try our products and support our podcast. As our listeners, you can head on over to our website, which is www.theartoflivingwell.us slash products and order yours today. Maybe even give one as a gift. And also just to let you know, we priced all of these products um, 
pretty low so that everybody could enjoy them. $7 per guide, $20 for the water bottle, and we'd love your support. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.